So, like, so, just asking me how uh, Matt Frando doesn't play standard, and the answer is he's testing for modern for the PTQ season. Matt, have you played any white blue? That's the deck I might play. Uh, I did play white blue at the first PTQ I went to in Philly. I think it was like two weeks ago. I went with JDL. He also played a white blue deck. Is uh, it good? It's it's fine. I really don't like that much. I was brewing up Dragonstorm. I think after. After this weekend, I think I'll see about trying to make Dragonstorm good in modern. So, I was talking to somebody, uh, Justin Asai. He's from the Boston area. Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he's the one that lost in the finals of the PTQ yesterday. Yep. In Saddlebrook, he was playing Jund, and he lost to the Slippery Bottle deck, which I In the finals? I think the Slippery Bottle deck won the PTQ, because I know, because two people I know that were playing Birthing Pod lost in the top four. So is the slippery boggle deck good against decks? The the thing is Magic the Gathering decks. It's it's really good against Roy Harper. Yeah. It's a paradox. I, I like I don't know how to describe so it. They're guys all with hexproof, right? So eight, they have eight guys with hexproof, noble hierarch, and one dryad arbor. So in theory, you're always going to have a creature that you can suit up to attack with. But and like, all their guys are too large to die to anything other than Liliana in this format. Yeah. And because it plays... Oh, the deck also has Core Spirit Dancer. So it just... Is that so the one that draws a card when you play an aura? Every time you play an aura, and it gets plus two, plus two for every aura on it. So you have a bunch of Umbras, you have these Hexproof guys, you just have enchantments I mean, that you go over the top. Your hands just are unplayable like 75% of the time, I've, right? I've lost this deck like a handful of times in like Moto Qs. It... I, I can't. Really you don't like losing to it. I, I don't like. I, I, I don't like losing. I hate losing to that that deck more than losing to a mono red deck. Mono red deck's very respectable. It in this format it is actually because everyone's playing shocklands. Everyone's playing. So I was thinking about playing just like mono red shell with um, the hideaway land and then like dragon storm. Your dragon storm like, for Kakusho. doing the old gassy knoll. Yeah, but for Kakusho. We're like, why aren't you just killing people with Bogarden? Okay, if that's what you want. If you want to drag in people. Oh, you also have Krasis. Uh, I'll do those. Whatever you want. You go Krasis, uh, Bogarden, Hellkite, Bogarden, Hellkite, so you only need three Storm. And Krasis gives your Bogarden, Hellkites uh, haste. We could do that. Oh, I mean, actually, just one Bogarden, Hellkite would kill him. I, I was thinking, like, wanted to play Kakusha or maybe Yose, like, just because they're dudes you can cast. Like getting Thunderbolts, like some of the th- like Lingering Souls is a pretty significant portion of the metagame. So I was thinking, it's actually it's played in Jund, it's played in Blue White. It's not played in Blue White. Played in Green White. For it's sure, played, played in Blue White. It's, no, it's played in Jund. It's played in some builds of Jund, and it's played in uh, the Haunted Zoo deck that Reduke, Reduke made. Well, the Blue White deck that made top eight of the Grand Prix had four Lingering Souls. As I what Grand Prix was us? Mm. Like three weeks ago. Mm. Was that? It was definitely one I didn't go to. I, I'm pretty sure it had lingering souls. Well, <clears throat> I think that this. So when I was talking regardless, about, lingering souls is a card. Yeah. So I was talking yeah. to Justin Sai about it, and he said he thinks that it's best to play the deck that has. It's best to play a combo deck because every two weeks the format changes because people are constantly adjusting their sideboards to be 
Like, it's just, like, what happens. To be boggles. To be, you know, boggles, or a lot of what happened. But there's uh, no, like... This weekend was a lot of Birthing <coughs> Pod decks and Pestermite decks. I played uh, Deceiver XR. Are those good against Jund? Is that why? Uh, generally, yeah, because... Uh, when you say Pestermite decks, you mean they have a two-card combo kill, no? Yeah, I mean Pestermite XR. Just checking. I mean, they're just, like, randomly playing a 2-1 flyer. Yeah, no. Pass it! Tap your Bloodbraid Elf for your attack. All that's in the deck are Snapcaster Mages and Pestermites. It's just two ones. They don't even have Exarchs. Those are fairly good blockers, as I recall. Yeah. My favorite thing about an Exarch is your opponent, like, suits up their dude with a sword, and they think they're all hard on turn four, and you're like, tap your last land, because, like, they might be able to, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, spell pierce your... You're supposed to twin. They're like, tap your last land, block your sworded guy. Bring. <laughs> They're like, no bring. <laughs> That's what I thought. You're dead. I think it's just best to play the combo deck. So, well, oh, so the reason I'm talking about that is because one of the decks that top-aided was a guy that was playing a Gorio's Vengeance through the Breach deck. And I think about it. Because sure. nobody was playing any graveyard hate because people were so prepared for... So can you... Keep from, some GPs and so boggles? And but, boggles so let me, and birthing pods. Let me, uh... Let me just stop you for a second. Oh, okay. we build a deck called Boggle Pod. So, is Gorio's Vengeance a card? Is they gain haste or no haste? Both of those cards say they gain haste until end of turn, and then you have to either sacrifice or exile them. So, if I if I play, let's say the flashback on a Faithless Looting, and I flip over an, an Ember Hole, I can respond with the Gorio's, Gorio's Vengeance. Vengeance. Yes, yes. That sounds like a very that sounds like some kind of like yeah. corner they, pocket shot you want to try to make in a PTQ. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that sounds like, I mean, exactly. when you say corner pocket shot, I mean... Uh, You're talking about across the table, behind the back, two bumpers. I'm, I'm talking it's... about standing one foot from the from the rim and being Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I think I can set this one up. This doesn't seem like a hard one to me. It's really um, easy to assemble because you also have access to Crystal Brand. He's your other... Gorio's Vengeance, so you I, I, I really like... That seems like a very good deck. The, the, the Gristlebrand deck from the Pro Tour was really interesting. That it was so Gorio's Vengeance back a Gristlebrand. Or through the Breach of Gristlebrand. And then so you like, just, like, draw 20 cards and they've gained five, 10 out of life, right? So you just might kill them with Storm or something. Well, no, so what you do is you attack, you, you, you bring it back, you attack them for seven. Yeah. So let's just say you did this on turn three or whatever. Uh, you're at 25 life. Right, so you're at 25 life. So you draw 21 cards. Yeah. Right, and you're like, oh, it's 21 cards. You're like, all right, pitch these two red cards to Fury of the Horde. Untap my guy. Untap my guy. And attack you again. Draw but seven no. more cards. But with the card draw on the stack... Noxious Revival, my Fury of the Horde, to the top of my deck, draw seven. And then Fury of the Horde you, and it's just like a, a one-shot, a one... There have been times in my life... One-shot kill. When Do you remember when um, Gadiel Slifer made top eight of Pro Tour Columbus? He was playing the Reanimator deck, and, and everyone thought he was going to beat Chewie. And I was like, no, I think I think Chewie's going to beat him with Red Deck. And I'm like... I remember you said you're the only one who thinks so. Even the Japanese think that uh, think that Gadiel's going to win, right? Um, and Chewie won, obviously, yeah, because I'm right about things like this. Yeah, I think Gadiel had pretty bad draws, but whatever. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> of course, of course, it's not like it went to five or anything. Like yeah. Chewie beat him in like three games, but sure, I'm sure he got bad draws in all the games. It is unlosable matchup. Uh, but the thing is, like, what, what I was thinking in the back of my mind was. Thank God this red deck that I understand <laughs> advanced. Right. Because I just, like, could not wrap my... And the, 
at the time, especially, like, Gadiel's was playing a basic reanimator deck, right? This isn't even, like, a complicated deck. He was just casting Careful Study and an Exhum, right? Or something along these lines. Sure. And I, uh, just, like, this level of deck design is is hard for me. What you said, I understand the words that you're saying. Yeah. And I just, like... <sighs> you basically deal 21 damage on turn I, I get it. With three attack steps. And Obnoxious Revival. And yeah. I get it. So. I get it. Alright, let's get back to talking about cards. We know we're on white cards. So we've talked about multicolored cards, we've talked about hybrid cards. So there's one good card in this page, is it, right? Uh, is this, <laughs> to uh, be clear. Does it have a slightly different border than the other cards? It's got a comma in the middle, how about yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> That's usually true of magic. But let's, let's talk about the others first. Angelic Skirmisher, 4WW uh, for a 4 4 Angel, and it's flying. At the beginning of each combat, you get to choose First Strike, Vigilance, or Lifelink. And then all creatures you could control gain that ability until the end of the turn. So it's a 6 for a 4-4 four, four flyer, and it's starting its second turn in play. Oh, no, 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 no. You play, you play it on your... Oh, each combat. Yeah, it's each combat. It. So you can play it in the first main phase, and then if you have some creatures out, say, oh, they all gain lifelink, I have this window. Oh, fair deck against fair deck, this is actually pretty annoying, right? Yeah. I mean, it might not... I think... I don't know. I would be pissed if I lost to this. And then I remember I was playing a deck that relied on creature combat. Actually combating creatures. And I'd be like, oh, well, I probably deserved it. Um, Basilica Guards. So this is uh, one of the extort cards. 2W for the 1-4 Defender. So can't attack. It's like Tyson Chandler. Um, All right, no. It's like, it's like peak Ben Wallace, actually. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, it has extort. So you basically get to turtle up behind this thing. And then... I mean, it's not going to get played against this card. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This card has Chris Manning and limited matches that go to time written all over it. Not only does it have Chris Manning's name on it. Like, the dude made, like, four top eights or whatever in his pizza juice. He's going to kill... A lot of motherfuckers with that card. Yes, twenty points from Basilica card. I can, see, win out like I can see Chris Manning first. Thirty-seven. Lines. I can see him first picking that in the top I think eight. This is going to be two. one of the best limited cards in the set. Yeah. Well, you know, imagine like, like you, you drafted a two in a triple set. Like yeah. it's just going to be ethereal armor. But if you drafted two of them, yeah. you're like third turn, fourth turn, drain you for one. Every turn after that is just miserable for your opponent. Yeah. So right, I, I I and, and what it does in, in limited, the thing that it does, that extort does so well is it's a fantastic mana sink. Like you actually just get this great value out of your mana. I love it. Right? Like you're like, oh look, I played this other Basilica guard. Good thing I have these other two Basilica guards, and I'll pay two, and I'll just drain you for two. I told you I love extort, right? Yeah. It was like tailor made for me, and I feel extort has been extort has been soul crushing for me because I just want Simic to be awesome, and I just know. That there's no way I can go to the pre-release and not be... I mean, I'm going to be Simic at the pre-release. But I want to be Orzhov because I think it's the best. Wait, so let's let's rate them. We know them all now, right? Yes. So uh, from the first set, uh, we have Is It With Overload. Overload's quite good, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's near the top. Um, and then we have Green Black has got... Scavenge. Scavenge. There's been one playable card from it, more or less, right? Sure. Yeah, agree? Which one is it? Uh, Drag Mangler. Drag Mangler, and I mean, I've seen people play around with the 1-1 one, one for... <coughs> I've played against that as well, but I haven't come close yeah. to losing games to yeah, the deck yeah. that has yeah. Slitherhead. It's all right. Uh, so, then White Blue has Detain. I I thought Detain would be better than it's been. I, I think there's still time <coughs> for it to be good. I agree, but it hasn't really done anything. Yeah, yet. yeah. Selesnya has Populate. I think it's also near the top. 
Populate has not really. I think pop, I think we're going to see Populate now that we're seeing some other stuff in this set, and and some of the other dual lands are out. And you can really like. I think that Populate's going to be very good. And then Rakdos has got um, uh, just uh, whatever the can't block thing, right? Yeah, can't block can't block thing actually of these five. It's close to the most impressive. <laughs> Would you agree? Right? What's can't block thing? What's the scavenge? What's the, what's the Rakdos mechanic called? Can't block. Unleash. Unleash. So of those, I would say probably Overload's the best. Can't block things the second best. Populate's the third best. And then... I'd flip Populate with... with Overload. With, with Overload? With, no, with Unleash. You have Populate first? Second. So, okay. Overload, Unleash. Overload, unle uh, overload, overload populate, populate, Unleash. Unleash, Detain, Scavenge. There have been a lot of good Unleash cards played, I think. The one one guy that's Rakdos Cackle sure. is good. Sure, uh, that's fair. And look, that's fair. Gore, Gore Chain Walker's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy to flip them back. But I do agree of those, Overload's yeah. been by far the strongest via Mizium Warders and Cy Cyclonic Rift. Yeah. So of the new ones, we have Extort, which I think is Better Slam Dunk. It, it's Slam Dunk the best as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, Evolve. Uh, uh, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Blood Rush, way worse. I'm worse not, than Scavenge? I, I don't know. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you blood rush with scavenge guys. Like, <laughs> um, then, uh, so... Battalion. Battalion, also bad. I, I don't think Battalion's going to be bad. I think blood rush is going to be fine, because all your creatures are also pump spells. Yeah, but, I mean, is creatures and pump spells really the... Yeah, we're talking about constructed, not necessarily. Oh, constructed. Them, yeah. I think Battalion's going to be... I, and then Cypher, I think... I, th I think Cypher's the most likely to be busted and constructed is Cypher, yes. whether or not it is. So I would say, like. Just because Cypher exists with. Like Invisible Stalker. Yeah, it exists with Invisible Stalker, it exists with. Uh, yeah. So I would probably have it extort first, followed by Cypher, even though we haven't seen either one in play yet. Yeah. Overload, Unleash, uh, Populate, and I mean, the other ones are just. The morass. I, I think Evolve's probably the next best one. It, sure. It actually affects the battlefield, and there's a lot of interesting triggers, like drawing yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, But the, the other ones... And some stuff we haven't seen yet. Okay. I, would you agree, though, like, some of these new ones are not on the same par? I've got, my fin I've got my fingers crossed for Evolve, but I would say, I think I think that Orzhov is the one that's just most the most eye-opening to me. It, I think it depends on format. Like... No, no amount of extorting could save you from hard, a, It's not hard to picture, though, a scenario where you're just playing some game against, like, a Dromar-colored deck that's just, like, oh. drawing cards and killing things and playing stupid <coughs> journeys to nowhere or I, I'm, I'm about detention to, I'm about spheres. to blow your mind. Do we know what the, uh, what the special land for Orzov is yet? No. How unbelievable would it be if that land just said uh, just said extort on it? I mean, if that land were just extort, I, it would it would just be the best, right? Like yeah. every thought scour, every think twice, every lingering souls is just an annihilating red decks. How would they ever win? Like every single card is like a tax. It's just like, yeah. by the way, I'm going to gain a life. Yeah. F you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think extort extort. I can see being a very Frustrating mechanic to play against. So, like I said, just and just like in, in a control deck, it's exactly what you want. You always have something to do with it, all your mana. mid range deck, like it actually cuts off all the corners where mid range decks might lose. It gives you reach, so you don't necessarily have to win in combat. It saves you right, from the, burn those, cards. Those, those games where your opponent <clears throat> just kills you by yeah. enough. 
before you take control, that's not going to happen. I mean, like, with a lot of the matches I've played with the, the Black Red deck I'm going to play this weekend, I'm literally in a situation in top deck mode against, not really in top deck mode, I'm drawing three cards, but my life is low, right? Versus a red deck that's, he's he's in trouble, but my life is low, right? Yeah. And I literally have to draw, like, my third Vampire Nighthawk, which I, you know, I, I do, so I don't end up losing. But if I didn't, it was, like, anything else, like, that, that, like, uh... Brimstone Volley would have just killed me, right? Yeah, yeah. But instead, he has to point it at the Nighthawk because right. it's so dangerous. And that's, and that's the same thing. It's like you're going to suddenly have a whole bunch of creatures and things that Nighthawk your opponent. So, yes. I mean, Nighthawk with that is interesting, right? Yeah. So, Gideon, champion well, of We're going to talk about Boros oh, really whatever. quick. Like, whatever. I mean, this is a one-drop creature with battalion. Huge, with battalion, huge upside. <laughs> Um, so it could be a 3-3 three, three attacker if you have two others. So you, you go first turn this guy, second turn, let's say the guild makes third the turn. Or gather the town. Oh, sure, that's a great combination. Right. I'm sure I'd rather have that than the champion of the parish. <laughs> In the exact same situation. Oh, yeah, I totally think Battalion's awesome. I'm glad, glad you pointed that out. I actually was thinking of a situation where I might actually want it, but you just pointed out one where it's completely outclassed by a card that's not good enough to play anymore. Ah, people still play it, right? <laughs> No. They don't play together? I, I, I played against Shane. Well, you can do, because of mana bases in this format, you can do this turn one, turn two, uh, the Burning Tree Emissary, and another two drop. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't... I don't think that Battalion is as bad as I've been making All right. So I do think it's how about the Boros? How about the Boros secondary mechanic of Gideon, Champion of Justice? Well, the problem is this is a blue or perhaps a black card, right? Like... Um, so Gideon is a four mana. A four mana. Four mana planeswalker that comes into play. He needs business this time. Comes into play with four loyalty counters, and then his plus one. Is that the best loyalty of a four we've ever seen? I think it is, right? Lily's only three. three. Jace is three. Lily's three. Maybe a a Chandra. Elspeth was four. Elspeth. That's some pretty good company. So... So then it's plus, it's plus one is put a loyalty counter on Gideon Champion of Justice for each creature target opponent controls. So if they have no creatures, it's still leveling up for one. Right. If they have no creatures, you have five. Yeah. If they have three creatures, you have eight. <laughs> you just put this guy behind some of those defenders. How about that? Yeah. You mentioned him and Soren. Oh my god. Sure. I think this guy, he is friends with the black. So then his his zero ability, he doesn't have a minus, he just has a zero, is uh, until end of turn... Just the classic Gideon. (laughs) Yeah, Gideon becomes an indestructible (laughs) human soldier creature with power and toughness equal to the number of loyalty counters on it. So he's just attacking for eight on his second. He's still a planeswalker, prevent all damage that would be dealt to him this turn. He's so indestructible, right? Yeah. So he's just like straight regular Gideon as well, right? But his ultimate ability is truly an ultimate ability. Yeah. Yeah, his, his ultimate is minus 15, which, let, let's be honest, is not... It's very doable. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, exile all other permanents. So, what's going to happen is, you're, you play this. Let's say your opponent has four guys. Like, one's playing some green-blue evolved deck. And they're like, oh, draw some, you know, elves and... They've got four guys. You play this guy. Comes down. He's at nine nine. He's a nine. You've got a couple of guys out that you can block with. He can't really attack. There's nothing profitable. What are they going to do when you animate him next turn and attack? They just put all their guys in front of him and to kill them. Because if they don't, then on the next turn, I mean, you can you can get this guy up. 
What are they going to do? Not play creatures? I, I, I actually think it's almost worse than that. Like, if you, what if you imagine you're playing Reed's deck, right? And they go like Farsi Gideon, okay? There's no creatures. Like, he's just going to level up one by one. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, and and then if they do play creatures, you get to like level up, kill it, do something. And then like he's indestructible. So obviously, basically, once he's uh, resolved. The number of ways you can deal with them is just detention sphere or maybe like symphonic or whatever. Not a, not a lot of ways, right? Yeah. But he's like inevitable. Like at some point you're just destroyed. Yeah. Uh, so but where where do you think he is in the set compared to say Treasury Thrall, which is a card you loved, or Obzidat? I think Obzidat's better than him, and I think he's probably the next best card as far as I can tell. Obzidat's really really like just Case in point, Obzidat kicks the crap out of Gideon. Like, if they ever fought, like... Yeah. <laughs> so Obzidat, Gideon, extorts the best mechanic. It's sounding very, very... Uh, you agree, right? Obzidat just craps on him in battle, right? Like... I guess so. It's bigger. Sure. Can't be... He never, get, he never gets hit coming the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He races well. Obzidat will kill him or kill the opponent before sure. Gideon levels sure. to 15. You're probably playing Obzidat in your deck, though. Yeah, so uh, like these cards are like they just made a list of insane cards and they're all in Orzhov. Uh Murder uh, Investigation is uh, Aura, 1W, Enchant Creature, you control. When it dies, put X 1-1 one, one creatures into play where X is uh, its power. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of text. Yeah. Wait, so you could play three four-mana Planeswalkers in black-white and then just opposite that's your only dude? Yes. That's like a strategy. He's like a planeswalker. I mean, Obzidat yeah. is essentially a planeswalker. And then you're, you just have like four, 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 five, six. You have to play Staff of Man. You actually need a legit way to draw cards, right? Sure. And you play with like Orzhov Kirun. Is that actually a deck? I mean, because that would be stupid if it was. It's probably a deck. Seems mean, like it would be hard to beat for a lot of decks. Sounds like a cube deck for sure. <laughs> I played some garbage in cube. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't. You're not, you're not a big fan of murder investigation? Okay. As a murderer, I don't like any time there's an investigation, no. Cloudfin Raptor, uh, this is one of the, like, staple blue cards for the Simic limited format. It seems like a perfectly good constructed card. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, the the consensus is, this is, this is your, like, kind of one of your ideal, first picky kind of Simic cards. You know, when the draft format comes around. You, for an 0-1, flying evolve. And then, like, you know, this thing's attacking for for three, you know, on turn three, or two or three on turn three. So you both play this guy, and you play a Delver of Secrets on second turn, you have a one-two flyer, get in for one, flip your Delver, I don't know, play a little snap. Play a Snapcaster Mage, yeah. Get no value other than boosting this guy. But whatever, you know, he's, he seems like he'd quickly become, like, a two-three flyer. He seems, it, he seems very Delver like, to me. two-three flyer for one is just awesome. You can play Geist against a counter, and then the angel that the Geist makes would get another counter, so it would be at three, four power, probably. I mean, by turn four. Anytime he's after, like, three, four power, you got more than enough value out of him, right? Yeah. But that seems awesome. I think that probably could resurrect blue-white beats. Him, Geist, Delver. Sure. Snapcaster Mage. He also, uh... I mean, there's no shame in just playing a second turn Augur or Volus to lift him the first time, either. Sure. It lifts him the second time, too. It's three toughness. Oh. Right? Good gravy. I forgot. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, this seems like a great strategy. Yeah. 
And what, there's Pike still, right? Yeah. Is Pike, there's also, you know, you know what else there is? I mean, not, doesn't, not as good on him, but there's also Ethereal Armor, which is really good on... Is that the one that makes a token? It, no, it's, it's, the, it's the one that costs white, and it gives it plus one, plus one for every enchantment you control, um, and for a strike. But you can put it on, like, uh, it's a card that goes on uh, Invisible Stalker and Geist really nicely. And you just play it with other ethereal armors. Other ethereal armors, abundant growth. There's spectral flight, right? Spectral flight, abundant growth. Curiosity. Uh, Rancor. Ooh, Rancor, I like. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of good. You're just talking about efficient. standard boggle deck. Yes, I am talking about a standard boggle deck. Wow, I guess if it's good enough to win modern PTQs. Yeah. And so. oh, the day before an infect deck won the PTQ. Infect, really good. Yeah. Mono green. Uh, no, I think it was Bug. Bug. Um, yeah, the, the Arilax version from the Pro Tour was fantastic. I mean, he could have easily top-aided that Pro Tour with that deck, and it would be a much bigger part of the metagame. Fair. Um, Gridlock, Blue X. It's a Blue X spell. It's got to be awesome, right? Tap a bunch of non-land. Yeah, tap X and target non-land. You've targets. been wrong before. Next. <laughs> It'd be just way worse than sleep, probably, right? Uh, worse than sleep, worse than, uh, worse than what's the one right now that you can overload in the first set? Buster Squall. Buster Squall. Yeah. Right, so. Uh, Hands of Binding. So is this, this is, the one that was Marshall's? This is a cipher, yeah. It's, uh, 1U for a sorcery. Tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controls. Next untap step. Cypher. Cypher. So it's like Frost Titany. Um, this, I mean... I totes don't hate this card. Seems really exciting on an Invisible Stalker. I mean, I, you just, like, play it on your Cloudfin Raptor, right? Like, he flies. Yeah. Lock down their best dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card's awesome. I... How much thought did you put into that Cloudfin Raptor Geist example? You know, that was sweet. Um, <laughs> I mean, Shrug. you still have Restoration Angel. It's just, like, a lot of really good cards. I mean, look, that blue-white beatdown deck's probably just going to be great. Yeah. I mean, with Augers and Snapcasters, it's just going to be perfect. Yep. Yeah, I guess. I don't think you could play Delver on that deck, though. Really? Because I think that there's too many creatures. It's you just wouldn't be... play the most efficient guy? I mean, Delver's completely... I mean... Delver might be outclassed by this guy. Yeah. He's obviously awesome. I mean, like... I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing Delver's Secrets is good. Well, what if we played in, like, a legacy deck? Like, now you're talking about, like, him, Delver, Nimble Goose, like, Tarmogoyf, like a blue-green... Like, you could Simic there, bro. So you could see this guy being a cross-format all-star? Like, Cloud you Raptor? Three one-drop? Three one-drop deck? What about Clarion Dryad? That's legal and standard. I kind of don't hate that that much. Yeah, he's probably cross format also. I could easily see like, I could easily see a deck that was like him, Delver, I mean, just we've like Nimble Mongoose. He he compares very favorably to Delver. Yeah. And we've seen that an efficient blue creature For one. For one, yeah, an efficient blue flyer is you know I mean, you more than respectable. Crack for a dryad arbor to give him his first counter, like in, in Legacy. Yeah. It, 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 he's he, I think he's just Insane. I'm mean, like scavenging ooze and just play like a bunch of bolts and force of will or something. It, yeah. It's probably excellent. Yeah, he's good. 
Yeah, I mean, I also think, I mean, like, think about it in, like, some sort of, like, bluish zoo deck, too, where you also get, like, long lions and things like that that you can play as twos. Yeah. Or so you, I mean, you have like the Dryad Arbor Lone Lion play, and then he's attacking for two on turn two. I don't know if you remember the Blue Zoo deck from a few years ago that had Ranger Vios, and then like mid game you just go get like. Wait, why are you putting Dryad Arbor and Lone Lion into play when you can just put Lone Lion and Lone Lion into play? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's also fine. Um. Oh yeah, because of toughness. Yeah. 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 Wait, what does Evolve read exactly? Uh, whenever a creature is available under control, if that creature has greater power or toughness than or this creature. So, yeah. uh, so I may have had a Evolve, an excellent card that has Evolve. Wait, greater power or toughness than this? Yeah. Yeah. Holy so if you That is way better. So if you... I thought it was just power for power. No. Yeah. If you have, like, for example... A small guy with a... It's power for power or toughness for toughness. Oh, that's how yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, it, okay. it has to... It checks twice, and it has to follow the check condition both times in order to trigger Yeah, it. I was very so disappointed I, about I, that. I check Huntmaster of the Fells, right? So you think, like, oh, wow, you play Huntmaster of the Fells, it gets insane. It only... If it... It checks... It uh, checks, checks, grows, right. and then fails. Right. Right. Um, uh, rapid hybridization... It's, it's just really the monkey. Right, it's pongified. Yeah. Obviously... Obviously, it's an playable. awesome card and really good for decks that don't have the ability. So what you're saying now else. is that Pongify was a constructed staple, and now we have Augur and Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, that's basically what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Will the Restoration Angel go over the top of your own? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like respond to their removal spell, Pongify. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gast. Actually, this card's pretty interesting. Uh, so it's 3B for an extort creature. Yeah, that's why. And then whenever you tap a swamp, swamp for mana, add B to your mana pool. So this basically doubles your... It's a mana, mana flare. Yeah. And it has extort. Yeah. I think, like, if your opponent lets you untap with it, he deserves to die. Like, that's... The, like, seriously. Right. Like, you're... I mean, unless you top deck, I mean, like, I'm not sure that I know what deck it goes in yet. Right. But it's a one-sided mana flare... Right. With extort. Yep. Like, that's a very bad combination of cards for opponents. Yeah. And if there's any way where you could, like, find, like, a loop where you get to, to like, play cards over and over yeah, again. Yeah, like, the same cards, even. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you got two tops or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, just two divining tops just kill the opponent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Untap with this, you, let's say you have ten. Yeah. Just <laughs> two tops is, is hellacious, right? Yeah. Uh, the other black card is Gateway Shade, 2B for a 1-1. It has Shade ability, but it also has Tap and Untap to you control. Gateway Shade gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. So if you have, like, a, an off-color, is it Guild Gate? I mean, limited, fine, limited card. You know, actually, 3 mana for Shade is probably pretty good. Like, the big problem with Shades is that they cost 4. Yeah. Like, this card's fine. Chris Cryptic seems so good to me. Yeah. It's probably not going to end up being great, but I mean, it seems really good. Red cards, skull crack. This is a card one. people are super excited about. It's contender for number one, right? Yeah, you like Sphinx's Revelation. Uh, no. Uh, actually, lose three. I, I mean, yeah, you still have all those cards. Congratulations. I mean, like. Of thrag tusk. Yeah. I just remember playing as Red Decks the first time Ravnica goes around and, like, block blocking or, like, taking some damage or using my my. My shock lands to get me to where I needed to be, and then you know, trying to play for um, a Loxodon hierarch, and then just getting responded to with a Flames of a Blood Hand, and yep. it was just, it was just game. And like 
This is basically Flames of a Blood Inn for one cheaper. Yeah. And it seems... It's, it's exactly what you want. It, it seems super well positioned right now in Standard with all the, like... You know, I like inevitable decks that are gaining life. I mean, also... I think this seems like an insane legacy card. Sure. <laughs> I mean, isn't this just Crop, Crop, than, This is cross-form and all-star. I mean, isn't, like, Patrick, Patrick Sullivan plays Flame Rift? Oh. Like, isn't this better than Flame Rift? Yes. Well, certainly when in older formats where COP Red is... I was actually a little sad to see... So, Pat finished so well at day one of Denver, and he defeated Josh Rabbits in the last round. I thought he was going to do great. He finished out of the money. I mean, yeah. but I'm very happy to see Josh. Yeah, yeah it was a great, great finish for Josh with the least interesting deck possible, except for Chains of Mephistopheles. Yeah, that was awesome. I had to read that one a couple of times. Yeah. Like, so what is this? Oh, it's just like oh, well, just against all the decks that are yeah. blue. Yeah, and it costs two. Yeah, it's just like ancestral vision. This. <laughs> Uh, I raised two middle fingers. I don't know if you noticed, but I said motherfucker in both the last podcast and this one. Yeah, and again. I've been in a bad mood recently. Tin Street Market uh, for our... This is where for, Julian Levin hangs out. And enchant, uh, Enchantment Aura, Enchant Land, Enchanted Land has discard a card, draw a card. Wow, is this a bad card? <laughs> um, it's five mana for... Yeah, a, I mean, it's not, it's not Five mana play, it's two cards for a looter? It's not constructed playable at all, but it's an unkillable looter in limited. So what if it costs this much, and it's just a draw card when you tapped it? Would it be good enough to play in constructed? No. No, right? no. There's underworld People don't play underworld yeah. connections! They do, in the Rakdos Sunboard, right? Yeah, I, I sure. cut it from mine, too. Far behind. Yeah. It, it's pretty slow. And, like, the thing is that you have a lot of matchups where, like, you're already gaining progressive card advantage. What you need is to not die to their huge guy. Right. Like, the, the problem is a lot of the really good huge guys, like Falcon Wrath Aristocrat and, and Thunder Mahalka, have haste. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could untap and do something with, like, a Dreadbore or something, but you don't want to take 10 before you untap. Yeah. This card, I think this card will be fine <clears> in that. Fine Unlimited. I don't love it. It's not the kind of card I want to play, but I think it'll be fine. All right. Again, so, like a very Manning-ish card. The Ashino. Uh, Shank Tail. So it's a 3R for a First Strike 3-1 classic V Warrior stats. Um, but it has Blood Rush. 2R, discard V Ashino Shank Tail, and target Titan Creature gets plus 3, plus 1 against First Strike. What, blood what did Blood Rush Cyclops do? Don't look it up. Uh, haste. It's all your creatures. So it, One so green, red. They borrowed its name and didn't Black. even mirror its ability? Yeah. Uh, green card... No, that's... It's Madrush Cyclops, not Blood Rush. Oh, okay. Rush. Never mind. Green, green card is uh, Experiment 1. So this is one of the prototypical... Evolve. Evolve cards. Um, G for a 1-1 one, one Evolve. And then it has Remove 2, plus 1, plus 1 counters from Experiment 1, Regenerate Experiment it's 1. dramatically worse than the 0-1 blue version. Is it? So yes. if I play the Cloud Friend Raptor and then I play this, the Raptor does not get a counter. It does sure, get it does. a counter. Yeah, it's greater this power. This is one one. It's got a greater oh. power than the other yeah. one. Okay. So it, even though it checks the toughness, it doesn't matter as much. No, it's one, one or the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that, like you said, the Raptor's excellent with a lot of cards. For example, yeah. Resto Angel. So if you go like turn one Cloud Raptor, turn two this, turn three um, Dragon Wing, Dragon Wing Crassus, yeah. the three one flyer. You have seven points of power in play. On turn three. That seems like... A, I think that, like, maybe a Tempo Simic deck would be really powerful, then. Yeah. Maybe... Is green-blue better than blue-white for for blue aggro and standard? It might be. You just play with... There's a very good Evolve 2 drop see. that hasn't been revealed yet. That would be very, very good in this strategy. And there's a Kyrian Dryad and Rancor 
Sure. You don't get the interaction with... You can still splash I mean, you can, for guys. You can, also, you can also play Banth. I mean, yeah. like a turn two Geist is still pretty good, too. Oh, that's true. You remember? Isn't that, isn't that like the first thing people did when Innistrad came out? Like I recall one, trying to do that. Week yeah. one, there were turn two guys to St. Traff decks, and we're like, wow, that's really good. People were, in fact, I think people were putting Source. Spectral Flight on it. Yeah. That early? Yeah, week yeah. one, day one, that the set was released at the 5K in Philadelphia, people were doing that. I, I accept. In fact, that deck top eighted. I accept your version of events. Uh, Scar Goliath, eight mana for a 9 9 that has seven mana discard. <laughs> So we've seen multicolored uh, artifact next. Artifact. So Boros Kirun. So four artifacts total have been revealed, including yes. Kirun's three, and then Illusionist Bracers. Yeah. So Boros Kirun is one one double strike. Demir Kirun is two two unblockable, and Gruel Kirun is three two trample. None of these Kirun's is remotely as good as Rakdos Kirun. I, I think Demir Kirun's really good. I think Demir, Demir Kirun will be fine. Yeah. I think you'll play it. I think it'll get. I think it'll get encoded with spells. I I think you might be right. I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen just a straight blue white control deck in a while in standard. Like, relatively early on in the format, Edgar Flores played a deck with like a lot of miracles, some dissipates, and like four Zorius key runes. But that deck hasn't hasn't seen sure. light of day in quite a while. Sure. Um, so I think maybe a black give it deck. give it give it a couple more months. A couple more. I don't months. know. Okay. Illusionist Bracers, I think, is really interesting. So Illusionist Bracers is two mana for an equipment. Whenever an ability of an equipped creature of equipped creature is activated, if it isn't a mana ability, copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. So if you, for example, had an Static Caster with this, you could do two. Two. Which or is really good. If you leave, and it costs three to equip. So it's like, I don't know, are there guys that draw a card? Might be good. Draw two cards instead. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, it does seem, it does seem really good with this ecstatic caster. Olivia? Olivia, yeah. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing about Olivia. Olivia is gets too big for her own good pretty quickly because mm-hmm. the baseline removal spell that I found in Standard is actually Selesnia Charm. Selesnia Charm's a good one. Like that card, <laughs> as soon as Olivia starts getting interesting, she's dead. <laughs> That's the props of her. Okay. One land is going to be the most impactful of the uh, of the dual lands being reprinted in the set, watery grave, or what about guild gates as well? Oh, are the guild gates relevant? Orzov guild gate. Really? Why? Because you need to hit all of your colors so that you can destroy. As opposed to Godless Shrine. I mean, you're already going to play that, right? <laughs> like Orzov guild. You don't have any ones. This is an extort deck. <laughs> you have isolated chapel. You probably don't need guild gates. You think? I accept your version of events. Actually, yeah. I don't. I think uh, breeding pool. Do you think Lily is going to be buddies with the Orzog team? <coughs> probably. I mean, it's difficult, though, right? Because you're white, white, and BB, but I don't know. Probably not that hard. Oh, she can just get two goblish friends. Yeah. I'm really a big fan of Lily, as you know. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, Soren. Soren and Gideon. So, Lingering Souls. I mean, oh, good job identifying the best cards. Yeah. The one you fail to leave out every time. <laughs> um, so he didn't fail to leave it out. He left it out every time. I, 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 all I ever do is mention that card. <clears throat> all right, so the secret to Tom Mortel's success, right? Like just 
play lingering souls in every format. Tom, Tom Martell did an interview last week, so I read it about how he broke into magic. He said he was friends with Kevin On, that it was through Kevin On connection with you that that got him into uh, Finkel Draft, and that was Game Boys. That's all. I didn't realize there was a Kevin On connection. Yeah, he befriended Kevin On in like the local PTQ scene. But and, and yet Tom was able to get in, but Kevin <laughs> Kevin never got in. I mean, um, you know, I guess, you know, Kevin wasn't as big a tryhard as uh, Tom was. Tom's tried very hard. All right, so, cards you like so far. Let's let's name one from each thing. From multicolored, you would nominate. Uh, I like Zemek Guildmage for just because, I like, just because I like Zemek cards. But I, I actually really like the 2-2 um, the that gives you 2 mana a lot. That's that's not multicolored. That's yeah, not. there's only two hybrid Fine. cards. I'll put it in with multicolor. I still see it as a multicolored card. I'm gonna go with Obdizat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Obdizat. Obdizat. So white cards. We're just both gonna name Gideon. Yeah, right? Gideon's just insane. Blue card. I'm mean, the O one flying guy yeah. is insane. Um, then black. There's, there's it wasn't really. Two. I, mean, I think that the mana mana flow is really interesting. Sure. Uh, red is skull crack. It's insane. I think that card might actually be number one. I'm like, he actually undoes Obdizat's sort <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, and then green. We've only really seen experiment right. one. So, not too much to talk about this time, yet we've managed to do two hours of... <laughs> sure. ...of Casto. We um, didn't talk about basketball once. Oh, let me see what the score is. Oh. Have you got... That's New York, close, 56. Baston, 53. Yeah, but the, the Knicks have been a second-half team, so... How long is Dalton out for? Like three or four more weeks. Wait, Ace Stoudemire? How many games has he been in? Four or three. I haven't even noticed. Yeah. Yeah, he came back. He's playing off the bench. Yeah. He's playing like 17 minutes total a game. Like, he's like 17, 20. Is he performing okay? He His first game was pretty bad, but like a lot of shots just like rolled around the canister and then popped out. I mean, the dude plays a foot from the basket. You don't want to see that. Um, But he's, you know, he's improved with each game. He looks, you know, good. I mean... Like you're, when Does he you're, look like a guy who, who deserves twenty six million dollars no. uninsured a, a year? As, as a, uninsured, yeah, sixth man, yes, <laughs> sixth man. Like the, you understand that you have Jason Kidd on your team, right? The, the well, Jason Kidd's a, a fifth man. He's not a sixth man. He's starting. <laughs> Wasn't that with the intent? Right? Uh, but yeah, the bench for the Knicks, like their second rotation of five, is better than the Cavs starting. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> Like, they get to just trot out Amari, like, some combination of Camby, Kurt Thomas, or Rasheed Wallace, J.R. Smith. Um, some dude from my office had a J.R. Smith's, uh, uh, what do you call it? Jersey? Jersey. You're going to see a lot more of those. He's awesome. Uh, he's probably, gonna, I think he's going to actually win Sex Man this year. I think he's going to beat, what's his face? Crawford. Crawford, yeah. I think he's going to beat out Crawford for Sex Man this year. He's been insane. Yeah, I mean, nice job Harden starting. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, Steve Novak and, uh, and Prigioni, yeah, like, who's been pretty good. Like, you yeah, think they, that they have a legit shot to win the East, right? I think they have a legit shot to... You think win, they have a legit shot to win the title? I think they have a, a legit shot to go to the finals, and... Well, I think they have a legit shot to go to the finals. I would put them, like, maybe better than three out of ten I mean, to the finals. here's the thing, they've beaten... The only teams they haven't beaten yet are Memphis... The Rockets. And the Rockets. I think they could beat the Rockets. So, like, the Rockets, we haven't... What, what does it matter if they can beat the Rockets or not? That's not who they'd be I'm playing I'm just thinking about the who they haven't... I'm thinking... But they 
they've handled the Spurs twice. Just handled them. Is that a good? I mean, is that a good match? That might be a good match for them in the playoffs. If the Spurs get to the finals, they're going to be tired. You know, they they won the first two against OKC last year, and then they just ran out of gas. Yeah, uh, that was a fifty game. They, they handled the Spurs who did they, both games. Who did the Knicks lose to on Christmas? Was it? They lost to the Lakers, but they already beat the Lakers before yeah. that. The Lakers aren't even going to make the playoffs. They still haven't played against the Clippers. I mean, Lob City is that team is. I don't know what. They put in the water after the Cavs destroyed them in the second game. I was just like, oh my god, did they just beat Lob City? I'm like, yeah. oh, this, this might be a real team. And I then mean, the Clippers, and like, obviously, I think OKC is good. I thought OKC was going to win last year, and I think OKC will win this year. I mean, but Martin's no, no Harden. Sure. I, I mean, and they're they're relying so they have two two players in the top ten in in scoring. Um, I, I, I'm. I concede to you on Kevin Durant. He's very good. <laughs> Might be the best player. He's very, very close to being the best player. Um, they make him play like 42 minutes a game. And you're posting this podcast, correct? I am, yeah. All right, excellent. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a lot of players who are, like, pretty tight for the best, right? Like, yeah. Like, three of the best players all play the same same position, you know, like. I mean, um, have, you, have you watched Melo play at all this year? I have. He's been pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. I, <laughs> like, have, you, have you actually watched him play? He's improved. And he's a little bit better than he was last year. Oh, I man, he's so, you're crazy. You just don't. You just. I mean, like, I, you, did you watch um, Dallas versus the Heat when Dallas won two years ago? Yeah. I watched all the games. I was, like, glued to it because I was just like, yeah, I can't believe this asshole is going to win the title, blah, blah, blah. It was so obvious to me. Like, it's just utterly obvious to me. And you have to be blind to not just run away, give Tyson Chandler I MVP. Love, I love Tyson Chandler. Like, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not diminishing Tyson Chandler. Every at all. single possession, Tyson Chandler that that, that Dallas won, that he's just single handedly destroyed Bosch, etc. I, did, I didn't know that all of Tyson Chandler's tap out balls don't count as rebounds. <coughs> like so, like ten times a game, like he just taps a ball and like flicks it out to one of the Knicks on the perimeter. And that doesn't count as a rebound. Oh, it's, it come on, counts as team rebound. He doesn't go to his stat line. Yeah, I know, but he's still getting like. You, but like he's still a, getting like twelve rebounds a, a game. Tap in is uh, is offensive rebound plus. But this plus. is these are these are like oh the ball bounces yeah, out and he just flicks it to someone. That's team rebound. They actually like it's funny like I don't know like maybe two thousand and ten there was like, like this long controversy where like. LeBron had just, like, broken the triple-double record on the season or something. Obviously not true, Oscar Robertson, whatever. Yeah. But he had, like, another triple-double. And then they were, like, they just, like, showed this thing, and, like, Ben Wallace came near the ball. And they're like, team rebound! Team rebound! And they, like, retroactively took one of LeBron's rebounds away. <laughs> it was, like, such a big deal. And then the news, because, like, LeBron got the rebound, right? But, like, Ben Wallace had, like, been standing near it or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, whatever. I, I think... But you, I told you, I think that Melo's going to be the MVP. I think he's a legit shot at being yeah. MVP. Um, obviously, Durant. Um, I don't know. Who, are you, who do you give it to on the clips? Like, obviously, uh, Chris Paul is the best player on that team, but this, he doesn't really have an MVP profile. Right. Uh, yeah. Ch- Chandler, Chandler's nine points right now, three to three shooting, eight rebounds at the half. So, I... So I have a question. Do you think that Verjaz legit hurt enough to miss eight games? Or do you think he was? Just I don't know. Tired I'm not really. Playing? I'm not really paying enough attention to the Cavs. 
Because I think, like, because you just want, like, consolation prize for not making the all-star team despite being the statistical leader. <laughs> just, just having, like, the best season since Moses Malone. Not going to make the all-star team. Actually, I want to talk about something else. Sure. You want to talk about LOH game? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. So, why don't you talk about some LOH game for a sec? Um... My legacy heroes. Go to lohgame.com. Go to yeah. lohgame.com. So uh, you know it's uh, a superhero trading card game. You could also go. What's the uh, what's our what's our URL for the Clash site? Clash of the Dragons. Is it Clash? Is it Clash? It's Clash of the Dragons. I I only have that one on Facebook. I believe so. So oh, why yeah. don't you send it to me so I can correctly put it in the show? Sure. <laughs> um, uh, we also we're also going to have our first. Uh, so the first the, the game our company was founded on is a uh, social role-playing game uh, called Dawn of the Dragons, which is in the same universe as our card game Clash of the Dragons. And uh, Are there dragons in the world? There are. There, our dragon was drawn by Darkin, actually. I don't know who that is. He's a, a very famous artist. magic artist. Um, I, don't anyway, that, I don't read that part anyway, of the yeah, that's, that, that game, uh, Dawn of the Dragons, is going to be on uh, mobile within a uh, available for iPhones and iPads and Androids and you know. Can I have the cheat code do it so I sure. can be infinite? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Do I yes, have like a little logo so every time I beat someone they're like, "Are you a Watsy employee?" No. <laughs> no. You just have to have something next to your Twitter account that tells people to go play Clash of the Dragons. Done. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> not. I'm not wired not that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. So LOH game, some mysterious site that you. No, no. It's Clash. It's Clash. I mean, I. I it's ClashOfTheDragons.com. ClashOfTheDragons.com. Um, let's see. Let's finish up. I know you didn't do your homework, but we can... Oh, you could do my my homework. No, no, no. We'll do homework. We'll do homework later. I want to go watch the second half of the next game, so... All right. This has been Brian Davis. Did you want to talk about something, though? Uh, I don't know. Go buy my books. Can I tell people to buy your books? I have a lot of them, apparently. Uh, let's see. We have Decade. Decade, which is a thing here, right? Don't yeah. you get boxes and boxes of decades? A couple boxes. Shipping out. You can also buy it on Amazon.com. Yep. Decade. Kindle. Kindle. By Michael J. Flora. Uh, and I'm uh, going to see Z actually now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Z's Z. playing this weekend, right? Yeah, I believe so. So the old, the, I'm going with Shark. So Z, Shark, Johnny. Oh, you're not going. You're I'm not going. Stupid I'm Vegas. going to stupid Vegas. All the rest of us are going. Now. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Um. All right. So yeah. So and then uh, I'm kind of enjoying not doing much magic until the PT. All right. Get a little bit of a break. You can be in this in this reenactment. You can be Colin. I'll be. I'll be. Uh, I'll be me. <laughs> okay. Just, you're you're going to play the part. I'm going to just say something. I'm going to say something fawning about you. No, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna read what Colin actually wrote. I can't read that. I'll Colin. make it big. So Colin Morton. Um. Made top eight of of uh, the the recent modern Grand Prix with blue white, and I said that was my favorite deck of the top eight. I actually really liked it. It's like a um, John Crushing, Spreading Seas, Elspeth deck. Uh, I believe it has Lingering Souls, but we don't look things up. Sure, um, and we shut down the computer, and we shut down the computer, so we can't look things up. Uh, so I, I said it was my favorite deck, and so I didn't realize I have a lot of friends on. On Facebook, I was friends with Colin, and he uh, he posted on my Facebook wall, so I'm very happy to share it with you. And, and he also made my top eight players of the year for the same reason. Nice. Uh, you're Colin, I'm me. You're all...
thanks for the shout out on the Mothership Mike. I took a lot of my deck building lessons from the OMG. Uh, made my long daily commute a lot more enjoyable. The OMG is your official miser's guide. Yeah, so, wow, thanks for the props. I loved your deck list, as I said. This, are, are we really... Here we, we are, we are. Uh, you must pay the rent. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> then you're, you say, I can't pay the rent. No, I can't Oh, no, that's a different... Tell, that's a different... Just read what drama. he actually wrote. Uh, event coverage... Uh, in the event coverage, I mentioned wanting to... Uh, be the paper in a room full of rock. And I took that right from the OMG. That's actually something that you've always liked. Yeah, you, yeah. you like to be the paper right behind. Yeah. All right. Do you mind if I share this exchange on my blog? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. The OMG is worth every penny. The OMG is worth every penny, according to Grand Prix Top 8. Top, eight, top 8 player of the Colin, year. Colin Morton. So, um, yeah, so LOH game... Clash of the Dragons, coming soon on iOS, Dawn of the Dragons. Dawn of the Dragons, we also have Legacy of a Thousand Suns, that's our other game. We have four games right now. Oh, so that's exciting. So we'll, we'll put two some... Two role-playing, two card games. We'll put some links out of that. Um, if you want to... If you like listening to my voice, the OMG, on Star City Games, or if you like reading really good magic articles from ten years ago, decade, which you can buy from here, Top 8 or, Games. And you can, top 8 Magic. And you can be your every week on Star City. True story. What day? Friday. Friday. And, and then, we're, we're both every week on Daily MTG. On Daily MTG. So, going into my 10th year of writing for the official wizard site. How, how, how far behind did I come from you? Less than one year or one year? Oh, uh, I think two years. So, how did this work? I was writing for Sideboard forever, right? And then... Oh, you were writing for Sideboard first, though, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was only, like, a featured writer on Daily MTG, or whatever it was called back then. Sure. Then... How, then I got your column somehow, right? You gave me your column, and you took Alex Schwartzman's column? Correct. Well, That's a long time ago. Correct. Um, my first article was Memories of Snow-Covered Swamp Walkers for Ice Age Week. Do you remember that? Isn't that my first article? I, it's possible. I think that it's mine. That's my first article. My first article for the week that was... Oh, so, you're looking, so you've looked in the archive for... Yours is like a... A faux Usenet post, right? Right. Mine is an actual article about snow-covered swamp walk. Oh, okay. Mine's okay. actually about snow-covered streets yeah, so. in New York at Pro Tour 1. That so, was my first the week that was. That's not my first. Yeah, the, the same week as my first yeah, yeah. swimming with sharks, as Top Deck used to be called. Yeah. So, anywho, um, I'm Mike. This is Brian. Ferrando left. Gonna go watch basketball. Top Bye. Magic. Bye.